Good evening, everybody. This is DJ Alexicon for Asia Town Voice. Mr. Johnny Wu with me also. Hello, everybody. But before anything else, Asia Town Voice is an hour-long non-profit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We are on every Sundays from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This is an hour-long program that provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans' community and their culture, education, and their events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that listeners will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many choices with many voices to you. Tonight, we have a special guest with us. Uh, his name is Justin Galindo. Hello, my name is Justin. <laughs> Welcome, Justin. Justin is a special person because he, he wears different hats. He's a filmmaker who's basically a director, cinematographer, and colorist. Did yep. I get it right? Yep, and a colorist, <laughs> exactly. So I do a lot of color correcting for cinematographers and yeah. directors. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump to that one. What's what's a colorist again? Uh, a colorist pretty much, um, let's say, like, uh, you see in every movie, they, they we, we grade the, the film, we, we color correct it to make it a certain tone. Um, like, I was talking with Johnny, like, the certain tone of the film, if it's like a horror flick, it would be like a little darkish, bluish type of feel. The blacks would be a little crushed. Give um, an example of a uh, recent commercial film that, that we can talk about. Like uh, Elysium. Okay. It was a perfect one. Right, I've uh, seen that Matt, twice. With Matt Damon, right? <laughs> uh, it's, if, I don't know, maybe you, like... You've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. You, you know that each time it costs you $10, so you could say that. No, no, no. no. Uh, every Tuesday, so I, this is a plug, uh, at Regal Middlebergs, it's only five fifty the whole day. Okay, my, oh. I got to keep my mouth yeah. shut. And the first <laughs> showing on Cinemark Theaters, the very first showing Monday through Sunday, it's only 5 bucks. 5 Ooh. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Very good deal. So, listeners, take note of that because <laughs> I watch I watch movies on Tuesday Tuesdays and the first showing of every day and on Mondays. Uh, Cleveland Cinemas is only six dollars for the entire day. Also, all right, back to Justin. Back to Justin about the coloring about uh, the uh, Elysium. So yeah, Elysium. Uh, like a lot of sci-fi films, they're a little bit more grayish tone looking. You know, they're they're not like bright blue or they're not bright green um there's a certain tone that gives you the vibe of the film um every film gives you a vibe like a color in your brain kind of tells you uh a certain tone of the vibe of the film and i think that makes it it looks it makes it look like a lot more professional looking i feel um because people lost cinematographers shoot really flat for the colorist so he can really control the the color t- temperature of the film now this you say there's a feel there's a vibe do you is this subjective or is there like rules followed by the industry uh, because a colorist is something new to our listeners i think they know what a cinematographer is mm-hmm, they know what mm-hmm, a director is mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when yeah a colorist um I feel I think that like the best friend of the cinematographer, really, because every lighting situation is lit differently. It's it can't be lit perfectly. That's no one's perfect, and that's where the cinematographer kind of fixes those flaws and makes it look perfect. It makes it look consistent. Um, that's the beauty of a colorist. Um, there's not too many because it takes a lot of patience. It takes time. It's like you know, like editing. It, you have to you have to. Not every shot is lit exactly the 
perfectly. So you have you become that person that makes it look perfect and look consistent.、Oh, interesting. Yeah. What software do you use, or have you used to perform these color corrections?、Um, I use two programs. I use DaVinci, which is what the industry uses, and you know, and that's where you, every film you've seen, Iron Man,、uh, The Ring, every type of movie. Did,、uh, they, did they say that right? Color correction, because in photography, yeah, it's color correction. Yeah, color correction. <laughs> exactly. Color. Yeah, exactly. And、um, I use DaVinci, and I also use Apple Color, which is like a basic program、uh, that's compatible with Final Cut. That's what I use. Several weeks ago, we have a. I don't know if Johnny mentioned to you the Indie Gathering Film Festival. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I that, was. That、there. was in August, so it's more than several weeks. Yeah,、ago. several. <laughs> we were there and we talked a lot about. We talked shop also a lot about films, but I、yes. think we didn't talk about that.、Uh, we, we yeah, we didn't. We interviewed Carl Carl、uh, Gwen yeah from、uh, California. Yeah. Oh no, Utah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it's it's very interesting, and I keep learning new stuff about the、uh, the backgrounds, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will will hopefully learn something. The budding filmmakers, or even the young or old ones,、yeah. who's interested into it. So tell us about we we talked earlier outside before we started about film. Yeah,、uh, it's called、uh, Dragon's it? Throat. Yeah, let's talk about that.、Um, yeah, I made this film called Dragon's Throat.、Um, we made a teaser. You can look it up. It's、uh, just Google Dragon's Throat. It's the teaser of Dragon's Throat. You can probably search my name too, Justin Galindo. Is that、uh, one word when we search it in Google? It's、uh, no, it's two words: dragon and dragon's throat. Space. Space between those two. Okay. Yeah, it's a、uh, pretty much、uh, a film about a guy that sells his girlfriend for drugs.、Um, yes, very depressing.、Um, I'm a... so yeah. He... Int- I thought it, this is like medieval or science fiction. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's pretty misleading a little bit.、Uh, it's actually the name of the song. That's how we kind of like. There's a song that kind of influenced me to make this film. I, I feel kind of weird when I say certain my certain things about my films、um, because I, I it's, it's so basic. I feel like making it so basic, it, it, it could be impactful, and the music's so important. So. Um, I work with a certain score guy, and his name's Tony. And his song was called Dragonstone. I heard it, and I can just visualize what the what the film what the film looks like when it's already been done. Based you know on the、mean? music, exactly. Just through music,、um, because I grew up learning music.、Um, you know, I'm Filipino, and we love they love us playing piano. I don't、oh, know、yeah. why. I, I I went through that route.、Too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think、uh, I think it's part of every Filipino. Yeah, <laughs> you have to touch the keyboard. Exactly, and you know, my grandma and mom really pushed me to play.、Piano. Piano, so I grew up with music. My mom grew up with uh, with uh, playing piano, so music's always been a huge influence on me. So、um, I'm a very visual person. So every time I hear music, I can kind of、um, see something with it. You know what I mean? Like I know exactly of, what you mean because、exactly. I play music too. And there there are certain I in college I roomed with a music major,、mm. and he was a composition major. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you still play music. I say I am a bass player.、So. Oh, are you? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when he composes music,、yeah. it's very sci-fi, and I'm thinking about certain scenes whenever I hear because he lets me hear his composition.、Exactly. He goes, "Hey, what do you think, Alex?"、So、I go, "Hey, it sucks." <laughs> <laughs> But in my mind, I, I'm enjoying it. I just could score a film.、Uh-huh. So I guess、uh-huh. you're of the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah.、Like、you get like, a, oh my gosh, it's like creepy horror film. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Totally feel. That's why I got off his song, and I don't know why. I I just got this vibe of like him selling his girlfriend to the Mexican. Mexican cartels,、um, because I I stayed in Mexico for like Mexico City for a little bit.、Oh. Yeah, and、uh, I visited. I, I studied out there, and I, a huge like thing that was talked about in the news was、um, the cartels, the Mexican cartels. So that was a huge influence. 
So I used that into it as well, and and I kind of wanted to kind of put that in the story, and we shot it in Palmdale, California. And, uh, it was... Is this your first film? Or... No, no, this is. Let's my... talk about the past films. That... Uh, I worked on this film called The Lockets. That film got me a, like some recognition because I got awards for that film because of the story, and it was it was the same musician, same same kind of scenario. I what award is that one? That one I won best. Uh, I won. It was an award. It was nominated for best film of 2012 from uh, this festival called COC. We got into this festival called um, what's that other film festival? It's in Los Angeles and Valencia as well. Okay. We got into that. I only I can only submit to so many because it costs money to submit. So I can only submit to so many festivals. So a lot of people love the story of that, and it's such a basic story as well. It's just a guy overcoming events in his mind of his past, mm. and I, I like to start. I don't like just telling a simple story. I kind of live the Christopher Nolan gotcha. route. So gotcha. I kind of like... You want to have some twist or multi-level stories? Yes, yes, yes. You know, I kind of like, why is he thinking of all these events? And why is he, like, he's in a wheelchair and stuff like that. And as the story progresses, you kind of figure out that he went to a car accident, pretty much. And there's a reason why he's all depressed, because he feels guilty about losing his girlfriend. It's um. And Justin also an actor. I'm actually on his uh, DB IMDb list. Oh really? Yeah. What are his credits as an actor? I see. Uh, Promise me in a lie. Yeah, promise me a lie. Our Our Boys, Outlaw Empires. Yeah. Doctor Glamour. Yeah. In time. Man, we're lucky because this guy might be uh, famous in a few years, man. Yeah. Then we can sell this we, uh, tape. We can sell this uh, whatever <laughs> we reveal about him today. <laughs> And we snagged them early, like we're, we're little fishes. We snag them before they we, they go into big ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to show you some of my work, and it's it's pretty cool. And you know, um, I'm pretty sure you can kind of relate with me. Is that you know, music is a huge thing, and it kind of relates to what you do in it, like in a daily basis, and what you kind of feel, and like you know, the whole music of listening to your friends and kind of like, oh, I can see this in a movie. Yeah, you know, that that totally is a huge influence on me. Is is there um are there f- Films that we can uh, tell the listeners where they could catch you. Yeah, well, you can get it on Vimeo. You can just search it. Um, okay. You can search the locket and then put Justin Galindo all in one one in the Google, you know, search bar. Yeah. All right, sorry, listeners. I know you guys are interested and are curious. So search for Justin Galindo, J U S T I N space, and his last name is G A L I N D O, and that should be able. You should be able to pull up some stuff. About yes, you. exactly. You should pull up some of my stuff. Um, you can look up the locket. You can look up Dragon's Throat. Um, I got some buzz off Dragon's Throat. Um, I'm friends with uh, uh, the director, uh, James Mangold. He, uh, that sounds he, familiar. Where did I hear that? He's the director for Wolverine. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> that's, yeah. why, that's why I yes, heard it. <laughs> yes, he, uh, he did 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line, stuff like that. It's kind of interesting how your uh, biography on IMDb starts. Uh, he was a high school jock. <laughs> a high school jock. We'll, we'll talk about this high school jock. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 lo- I love sports. My dad was a huge like athlete, so I became an athlete too. Um, you said you submitted to a lot of film festivals. Did you Did you ever submit to a Cleveland International Film Festival? No, that's the bad part about me. Um, I should. I'm going to. I'm submit Dragon's Throat to it. When it's, when the film is uh finished, we're in post production for it right now. So when we finish that, I'm going to submit to Cleveland. Yeah, because I think if you're from Cleveland and it goes to a different category, local heroes category, because yeah. we always have a local hero section there where that film shown in that category are local filmmakers. Yeah. 
yeah, that's that's exactly. And I I I feel like um I never knew for so long. I was telling Johnny like I never knew for so long that we had a uh, a big film like community in Cleveland. I really didn't know that, and I I'm starting to learn that now. And I'm starting to like wanting to be more in the Cleveland environment and. You know, and I, I, I wanted to see, like, the talents out here as well. And, you know, I was just thinking L.A., New York, you know. Oh, those are the major markets. Those are the major <laughs> markets. Yeah, exactly. And so the, the competition's high. But, yeah, I definitely want to start, you know, reaching out to more to Cleveland festivals and stuff like that and showing my films out there and talking about it. And I think um, it's uh, relatable to uh, to a lot of people from Cleveland and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, Justin, talk about a little bit of your past. You <laughs> tell us about, you know, where you were started and everything else. i see that you were in holly named high school yeah um yeah let's talk about your you're 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 a local your yes, local boy right local you're boy, a clevelander so let's talk about that so uh, we we have a feature star in the making here so <laughs> let's talk about justin's because don't never, forget about us by the way justin <laughs> I, <laughs> I never heard of justin before until today so <laughs> so let's talk about your background so what you can remember the, the reason why he's here was because his aunt requested Asim Dada to get a hold of me so he can I can meet this young gentleman. Oh, look at that! And yeah. I feel so old now. I feel like you know this is all the upcoming stars and celebrities <laughs> coming out there. Yeah. This is how connections and networking in Cleveland work. Yeah. You know, yeah. this networking degree. exactly. Yeah, um, where'd you grow up? I grew up well. I grew up in different parts. My um, you know, I grew up in like Westlake area. I live in Brook Park. Awesome, Farm, you're a West Sider like me. Yes, I'm on the West Side. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I went to high school two years in Holy Name High School. I went there for two years, and then I transferred to Westlake High School. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and um, I always went to uh, private schools at first, and then eventually went to public. And I actually like going to public schools a lot better. Really, a lot more freedom. Really? <laughs> you feel uptight in uh Yeah, I feel like it's, the tie. Uh, was... I like I like to hear it because um, I went to a private Catholic oh. school in the Philippines. That's oh, where I grew okay. up in uh-huh. the same school from preparatory grade school, high school. Uh-huh. So for uh-huh. nine years, I was in the same Catholics, uh-huh. Uh-huh. wearing white uniform, short long yeah. pants, and everything. So yeah, yeah exactly. so what did you find different? Uh, um, what was different was that, you know, I, I, I grew up in Westlake too, so I had a lot of friends already in Westlake, but when I, with the, the big difference was that like, it was so easy for me to adjust to Westlake High School to a public school. Um, it was just like so much more freedom. I felt like it wasn't all up tights. You know, I didn't have to wake up and wear a tie and nice shirt and nice pants and dress shoes. Um, and discipline, and you and get dis- called out if you're dirty, long hair, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, suffered through that for nine, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so we, yeah, we got a lot going on <laughs> yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what was going on. I just didn't like being uptight, and I I, I think it it kind of made me come out of my shell. I think in a way, I, the industry requires uh, a lot of creativity. Yeah, so. exactly. So I became more free, and I became more about. You know, in high school, it was more about, well, at least in the public high school, I, I realized I want to be more artsy, kind of music more. But when I was, like, in the in the private school, it was more about sports, mm. which was kind of crazy. Uh, I was more about, like, you know, playing soccer and football and basketball and stuff like that. And I, I love, you know, I love playing those sports still to this day and watching it. Did you play varsity? No, I didn't play varsity. Because I didn't, I didn't, when I went to Westlake, I didn't play sports. I oh, just okay. did music and stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. You kind of shifted there a I did bit. shift, yeah. I just totally left all that. And I guess that's when I started realizing, you know, I wanted to do something more in the film industry. I don't know why. 
but I have always watched movies since I was like three, and my dad would take me out to the movies at least like twice a week hmm. to different movies and all like the big movies. And I think the big movie that really influenced me was like Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen that I think more than thirty times yeah, already. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny knows that I I watch movies multiple times, even the first one. Uh, yeah, I think I can watch only watch like four to five times before I fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, I have 600 movies at home. Yeah. So it's yeah. way too many movies for me yeah. to watch 10,000 times. Thank <laughs> you. you. We mentioned earlier that you're, uh, you have a Filipino background. You're pr obviously second generation. Yes. Uh, let's talk about um, were your parents born here or did they immigrate um, here? Well, my mom is from the Philippines. My dad's from uh, Mexico City. Same. So I'm mixed. All right. Um, even though my dad, my grandpa on my dad's side, he's from like Spanish, French descent. And my mom, she's like Spanish uh, slash Filipino, of course. You know, Spanish Filipino descent. Do you know your your mom's maiden name? Yeah, Karen Dang. Oh, okay. Got I know that. I, I know that uh, last name. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of, uh, Karen Dang. And um, yeah, she they they grew up in um, in Tanawan, uh, Batangas, close to Manila. And uh, yeah, and you know, I, I'm going there in February just to like see my roots. And stuff. Did you grow up multilingual, bilingual? Mm, no. I didn't. Yeah. I've heard so many different. But I never learned any of them. <laughs> it would have been awesome though if you could speak Spanish and I know Tagalog and English. Although Tagalog and Spanish is kind of close because exactly. if you know, I think you've heard through your while you were growing up that uh -huh. the words are similar to each other. Uh -huh. Jenny himself speaks Spanish fluently. Si señor. Si. si señor. <laughs> <laughs> and I speak Tagalog, uh -huh. so you, you uh, got there your we link. Go, there you go. There you go. Así que podemos hablar en español. Ay no, Jotamana. I can say sigue. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And then Spanish, me amo Uh Yo quiero, you know, I can go on and on. Yeah. But um, my Spanish is not great. Um, but my Tagalog, I, psh, nothing really. Really? Yeah, it's not that great. Um, that's why I'm going to the Philippines for a little bit. Maybe I can pick up some words. You should be able to easily pick it up. Yeah, I think once I like hear a lot of Spanish words and then kind of figure out, I can get it. Um, but I, I actually know more German than, than Tagalog. Yeah. <laughs> you have any siblings? I have a little sister. Oh, okay. I'm actually going to see her after this. And, uh, yeah, she's she's like, uh, she's my little sister, and she's growing up in Ohio, and she got the acting bug, too. In her so, um, yeah, hey, you, you, so you get free labor. <laughs> That's what I think. So, um, Justin, tell us a little bit about your nickname. Okay. What's his nickname? Oh, my God, I can't believe you're bringing this up, man. <laughs> We're going to bring everything up before you get famous. <laughs> um. Yeah, people used to call me uh, Juice um, back in high school. Um, it, it, it's kind of crazy how it came from one city to another. Uh, people could just call me Juice, and it was just a nickname. And it's a whole like how it started. It's like a whole like personal thing. Why? Why Juice? <laughs> you just said it's personal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to know it. <laughs> you can come up with so many ideas. I know. It. I know. <laughs> That word is such a what? You can go in different directions. <laughs> so, many so many different directions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can be good or dirty. Yeah, we'll talk about it uh, offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying that. Um. So this is what you want to do, right? You want to be a filmmaker. Yes. So let's talk about how you got to this. Your dad. Um. Your dad brought you to films because we have a we have a lot. I know a lot of people who change who change directions in what they want to do in life. I know someone who studied accounting, finished the degree, and then after that, she studied medicine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, she graduated from Ohio State, finished wow. the whole four-year degree, yeah. and then a few weeks after graduation, she said, Mom, you know, I want to be a doctor because her, her parents were doctors. Uh. 
So I think in her mind, he wanted, she wanted to not follow them. Yeah. But then, Eventually, because of growing in that environment, she kind of wants, wants to do it That's after good. she she, fin- she finished her accounting degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. so for you, your influences were at first you were doing sports, and then is there like a uh, what do you call this uh, a tilting moment? Um, not really. I mean, the really. I mean, I just watched a lot of movies. Or like, as I quote, undergrowth inflection point. That's what he calls it. The 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 point, the moment where it changed directions, like. Yeah. I, I guess I mean like I was I was like well you know another thing I was talking to Johnny is that it kind of fell onto me, um really it did I always secretly wanted to do it I never wanted to say hey I want to be an yeah. actor or I wanted to be a filmmaker he because was, he was in the closet <laughs> he, yes. I know I know so <laughs> when did you come out of your closet <laughs> <laughs> I guess when it fell onto me how I became an actor um, because I I took a vacation to uh, Los Angeles. And I just like flew out there just to see what Los Angeles was like. You know, everyone from Ohio. A you lot saw of my the friends. Uh, Walk of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought Bruce it was going to be. Exactly. exactly. I've been there too. <laughs> exactly. So I, I flew out to Los Angeles. I just went out there. Um, I have family out there, like some cousins. And um, it was fun. You know, I had a great time. And then all of a sudden, I saw this like little internet thing. Thing that said uh, learn about the industry so I went to it I almost didn't go to it because it was so early and I went to it we uh, I, I went to it and I learned about a lot of things like headshots and reels I didn't know anything about it and then this manager comes up to me her name is Linda the Filippo uh, from you know and she comes up to me and she's like I really like your look so can we talk and then I guess we talked and she she pretty much signed me on the spot, though, like uh, two days or three days later. And this is for an acting gig? For an, no, for a management to get represent, representation. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she kind of turned my life around. Um, she, she, I went out and she signed me with an agency called with Jackie Lewis, who's with now, at the time, she was with Diverse Talent Agency, which was a top 10 agency at the time. I felt like I was like thrown into Entourage, which is a show. It was like totally like that with Ari Gold and all that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? I don't know how to act or anything. And she, she signed me the same day, too. And then I, I booked an, another TV show called Combat Zone. And the following week, and rest is history. And I fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, I'm actually getting paid to act. That's and, awesome. That's a yeah. good story. And ever since, yeah, and ever since then. Did you uh, go to school or for yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, well, for acting? Yes. Oh, uh, no, no, for, for, uh, or, uh, for, or for any degree. Um, yeah, I went to school for film. Okay. I went to school and I studied a lot for that. But then eventually as time went on, I didn't, I, I, I just started working so much that I, I couldn't go back to my classes. It was so hard to get back. And I'm still, I'm still trying to finish my school. I'm only like a year away from finishing. I understand. It's a very, uh, it's a very demanding field because I, I, I've been an extra in a few indie yeah. productions here yeah. in Cleveland. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to be involved too long i just want the background scenes yeah, where yeah. i needed on one day or two days because but they'll you, ask you to come you do have a good out radio voice by the way <laughs> <laughs> i know what it's like to say there <laughs> so uh justin what is the average 
role actor uh, uh, rate that they are actually paying right now in LA for uh, for an actor, like independent filmmaker actors. Independent filmmakers, like you, when you were, when you started, what was the the, the average rate people are paying? To just be a filmmaker or to be an actor? Actor. Actor. Oh, it was like it was it was a garbage. So you really need to be a waiter or a waitress. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely can't live off actor. So that's not a cliche. Yeah, it's not a cliche. There's a lot of waiters that are actors. Um not much. Um, it'd be like a hundred bucks, one hundred fifty bucks for like ninety in work. Yeah, it was nothing. You, yeah, you can't live on live off with that. No, you, you need to have relatives. There. <laughs> over here, you can. <laughs> over east, Johnny's correct. Over here, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over here, you can, but not over there. Over there, no. You know, it's 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 so much more expensive. Like the rents out there, it's so much more expensive. And uh, at first, you know, I thought this was like I thought it was just cool to be on TV and stuff like that. At first, and then as time gone on, I kind of learned I wanted to be behind the camera too because I just wanted to. I like to be in more control of my ideas. I didn't want to just be part of someone's project and just stand and dance in front of them. Some people like that, but I like to have my ideas kind of uh, out there, and I want people to, um, you know, I want someone to watch it and be like, "Man, that, that I enjoyed that. I want to make something com- something like that." You know what I mean? And I think that's what I always. I think that's more of a more of a pleasure for myself than. Mm. Me seeing myself dance in front of a camera in High School Musical or something. So when, how old are you? Were, were you when you uh, made your first film? When I made my first film. Very was, first film. Doesn't matter if it's like a five-second clip. Your very I, first film that you remember. Probably twenty years old. How old are you now? I'm twenty-six. She's still a baby. Still a baby. I, I'm telling you, this guy's <laughs> gonna make it big. No, <laughs> we okay. got this. We got this interview before I, he I, makes I, it big. I, I already told him that if he, be, you know, getting an Oscar, he remember to mention my name. <laughs> I told him you're gonna be there, man. I am Alex <laughs> too. I'm Alex, yeah, okay. fellow compatriot. <laughs> Came from if, the same if, so, if, if I get an Oscar, I'll come back and then announce it. And that's say, right. This that's is where right. it all started. Baby. That's right. That's right. So, so that you can inspire others. Exactly. And yeah. I, I think I think I think more people from Cleveland should get into film and stuff because it's a good way to, um, you know, to kind of like get your emotion out. You know what I mean? Like it's like music. You know, some people like they're just playing the guitar, write a song, and it's kind of way to take everything out of their, their what's going on in their their life that's bad and kind of like. And it's really it. great these days because there's so many tools. Exactly. You buy Windows, it comes with Movie Maker. Exactly. E- even that tool, you can I, basically... I, I know Johnny doesn't like it, but we you know for beginners. Exactly. If you have a yeah. Mac, what do you use? Exactly. It comes Let, with... Let's not talk about you know trying to encourage people to become too much of a filmmaker without learning the proper technique. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we want them to learn something good and be able to do the right job, not exactly. just go out and shoot. Yeah, but you have to start somewhere. And then when you get a taste of it, in order to be a little bit more finesse, yeah. then at, you got to... At least learn about lighting. Yes. Lighting, yes. yes. Knowing your and angles. sound. sound. <laughs> yeah, that too. So, so, Justin, I know that um, there's not a lot of people knows about color, uh, colorist mm-hmm. job. That is a... Um, and we we touched about earlier that you know Alex said about that's kind of what kind of job it is. But how what kind of pay do they usually do on you know those kind of job? Because um, I've been telling a lot of filmmakers if they really want to get a job in LA, they should become a colorist. You can get paid a lot. Um, you can get paid up to a thousand dollars a day. Wow, that's kind of huge. A thousand dollar a day for a colorist that's actually yeah. good. Because the reason why it's so high is because there's not so too many. Everyone wants to be. But a how do you get trained to be a colorist? Let's you start there. Drive yourself to do it. I think to do anything, you have to motivate yourself. You have. To I mean, in this industry like photography, you need to have a portfolio. What's your port? I mean, when I went to photography school, I did. You know, I got approved for my portfolio. Mm-hmm. What kind of portfolio do you show if you're a budding colorist? My um, what I just show is my my films. 
I show my films. I'm not just see the thing is when I come out, I don't tell people I'm just a colorist. You okay. know, I tell people I'm a director and a cinematographer. Um, if I'm doing cinematography, I would love to do my own coloring. So um, the reason why I like to do my own coloring because I'm very particular about my angles and my shots as well. So I already kind of see the color tones already. Mm. So it, it really depends, you know. But being a colorist, there's not too many. That's why it's so high. And I think it's such a boring job that people just look past it. You know. <laughs> so I mean? you really need to li to like it. Yes, you gotta like it. Um, you gotta understand colors. You gotta understand what works with what. Uh, your blues and your greens, and you know how to use your color wheels and uh, use your indigos and stuff like that. Um, so if you're filming this radio interview, how mm -hmm. would you tone it? Um, honestly, I well, it really depends. If it was just like this, just normal, casual, I'm probably light it like a comedy type of thing. We so could just make this all blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, yeah, I'll make it blue. So I was like Smurfs. Uh, <laughs> no, um, what the? <laughs> what, I, what I would do? Uh, I just make it brighter. You know, make the colors pop more. You know, um, maybe even look at the lighting of situations. I mean, it's darker in here because in a camera it won't be as lit. As bright as it would be to our normal eye, but but I would probably just make the colors pop more, uh, make them look maybe make even like my shirt pop more, um, hmm. you know. And uh, it really depends, you know, because there's not too many colors in here, so I'd probably just make just you know take down the blacks a little bit, give it that little filmish look, and then bring up the highs and stuff like that, and the mids and stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, with that, let's take a short break to so that we all can get a breather. Nais mo lamang ay malaman 
sa iyong buhay Tanong mo man sa hindi ko alam Handa akong maging tanggulan Sa tuwing sasakit, sa'yo ang tagulan Kapag umuulan, bumubuhos ang langit sa iyong mga mata. Kapag mayroong unos ay aagos ang luha, ngunit di ka mag-iisa. And we are back. The song that you just heard is from a Filipino band, and uh, that song is called Tagulan. Uh, the band's name is After Image. I think they've disbanded now, but they're one of the most popular, one of the few popular groups in the 90s. So, this is Asia Town Voice. It's an hour-long non-profit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We are on every Sundays from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and this hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans' community and their culture, education, and their events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asiatown Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that listeners will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. Eh? I'm a little bit more calm. My voice sounds better. <laughs> Sound very sexy now. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling. Uh, you know, it's like sexy. not my voice. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm admiring my own voice. <laughs> he, he, he's adding a lot of juice into it. <laughs> I know we can. Anyway, um, during the break, Justin showed me a clips of his film Dragon's Throat, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I like it. It's like it's. I guess it's the color. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say it's sharp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. I, I couldn't. Uh, you know, from the iPhone, it's hard to. Because I've seen, is it digital? Did you, is it? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's pretty sharp. It's not twenty-four frames per second. Yeah, right? it's twenty-four. Okay, it's twenty-four. Right. It's shot. Hey, is it? Yeah, it's shot. Oh. It's, on, it's shot on DSLR camera. Oh. Yeah, it's shot on. A, That's why you're Johnny's friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, we were gonna use a red at first, but we couldn't get the camera, so we ended up using a uh, seventy and a Mark Three. 
And, you know, I'm also a cinematographer as well, so we shot two dual cams. So um, I was using the 70, and my buddy was using the Mark III. Uh, yeah, it was fun. We shot it, and then, you know, I wanted to make a teaser, so I edited up a teaser real quick just to kind of see what happens. You know, I just wanted to, I wanted to show people that I'm working on a new film. Yeah, that's what I want to do, and I color corrected to, like, a greenish tone. You saw, like, a yellowish-greenish tone, because I told them from the original idea that that's what it's going to be like. And I wanted the, the blacks to be kind of darker, because they're not really that dark, but I wanted to make it kind of, like, kind of dark and you know, I'm a huge fan of, like, you know, like I said, Christopher Nolan and David Fincher, yeah. so I like that that dark, you know, creepy feel. Yeah, 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 that, that's pretty good. I, I I like it a lot. And, um, what do you call this? Do you need that, to uh, pump some juice into it again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got mesmerized by my own voice. I keep losing my train of thought. A, a few weeks before we started, we talked a lot. In one of our episodes, uh, in the uh, Gathering episode one, we talked a lot about DSLR filmmaking. We talked a lot about it too technical that Ian said, oh, we better stop it because you guys are getting technical. I'm a geek. Johnny's a geek. Uh -huh. Carl was there. We're talking about, you know, technical <laughs> aspects of filmmaking. And we got stopped by Ian. Uh -huh. But um, uh, what was Johnny uh, saying earlier? One of the uh, the things that caught me uh, on the clips that you showed me were were, were the scenes. Were, what were your locations? Uh, we shot the the film in in Palmdale, California. Okay, the desert scene was in. Yeah, the desert scene was Palmdale. It's really deserty looking. It, it um, does look like there's nothing in there. There <laughs> it's is just a road. nothing <laughs> there, and that's what I wanted to show is that they're middle of nowhere, wow. and I wanted to show that kind of deserty feel, kind of like Mexico um, type feel in the desert, and I I kind of wanted that that vibe and because the stories with like you know the mexican cartels and they're meeting like in the middle of nowhere you know you know and i guess like there's a you see a scene of a guy hooded up yeah. you know so i kind of wanted to look like you know if they would do this they wouldn't do this in like in a in a, like downtown la you know they would do this somewhere in the middle of nowhere deserty feeling and no even if he shot a gun no one would hear that you know what i mean that's what i kind of wanted to feel when you did these locations, I'm pretty sure you shot in different locations. Mm -hmm. Did you ask permission, or were you in guerrilla filmmaking mode? <laughs> um, we did. We did go for permits. We were gonna do the permits thing, uh, but we figured as 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 time was going on that like no one's gonna know we're filming there. You know, like the location we have, it's you have to go in the desert and like these. Like we had like these. Like my buddy, uh, he's uh, one of the DPs. He was he went his like pretty much a Subaru WRX type of thing. So he's like rally racing through the desert. So it, those it, cars were made for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we were flying through there. So like we have all the. All the all the stuff we had, we we just knew we didn't have to worry about getting in trouble. We just had to be careful, so we did those shots guerrilla style. But everything else, we kind of had to be careful and also get permits for. And to our listeners, DP is director of photography. Yes, DP is the director of photography. <laughs> in a, in one sentence, what does the director of photography do? Uh, director of photography pretty much helps the director shoot the image in uh, in the camera eye for the director. So the director visualizes it director of photography makes it happen in reality pretty much in, within the camera oh interesting so it's not the director who uh who, who just thinks of that shot well he thinks well, he, of that shot yeah i mean they, they he's like the second ranking officer pretty much in the set like it's him and the director like those guys have to be on the same page okay they have to work together really well um director doesn't even touch the camera really oh um, really 
Yeah, hmm. he he understands how to use the camera. He should, I think. I think if you're trained well, you have to understand and you have to kind of visualize it. He's kind of like the visualizer, but the director will tell only cinematographer, "This is how I see the shots. I see the oh. shot from like a upper angle. I want to see an arc shot. I want to see an aerial shot." But the actual detail of the shot exactly. will be in the director of photography. Yes, exactly. And he will control. You know, he will tell the gaffers and everyone else what to do and stuff like that with the lighting and situations and stuff like it's that. Very interesting. I, yes. I never really thought about it. That way, yeah. You always see pictures with the with the directors and the, on, yeah, on the exactly. camera. Exactly. So the director of photography, he is like he is the eye of the camera. He is the one that has knows the angles. He's the one that kind of helps the director make the story happen. And the director is just the guy that you know has the story in his mind. We know filmmaking is an art form. Uh, there's painting. There's photography. People have different artistic interests. You know. Um, Leonard Nimoy, Star Trek, right? <laughs> uh-huh, he's an uh-huh. actor, but he's also a photographer. Okay. And some actors or painters. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, dabble or do you have other artistic interests in addition to uh, filmmaking? Um, honestly, my time is consumed so much. With Besides filmmaking. the uh, early piano. <laughs> yeah, the piano. I mean, I play guitar and I do play bass too. Okay. Um, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I I did play some music for uh, for Emily Osment from Hannah Montana. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, you can see that music video. It's called uh, Once Upon a Dream by Emily Osment. So Once Upon a Dream. Yeah, exactly. Um, they used to play it on uh, like the Walmart. You know how they show the TVs? Yeah, they yeah. play the same thing. <laughs> they used to play that music video all so the time. So you get to hear your work. I would see my stuff. I would watch it. I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> so are you impressed by your own work? Are no, you I'm not impressed. I'm just like, oh, wow, it's me. Like At that time, I was so like, you know, it was cool to just be on TV. And now if I'm on TV now, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm on TV. But like, then it was just like oh sweet you know i'm on tv and i can see myself in walmart <laughs> yeah. you know um but other than that it, it was cool and it was fun and you know i i still uh i still i still like jam every now and then on the guitar or um that's about it it's but. it's it's a good uh you know form or activity to release things, yeah you know, i think exactly you know, if you're just hanging out you know i pick up my bass eh? yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I, I play bass and guitar too oh really so. nice so yeah, we pick up our guitars and start playing. Cool. I think it's in our. I think Filipinos are very musical. Yes, yeah, so singers, huge singers, huge karaoke singers, karaoke. Yeah. It's just, it's just the nature. Yeah, it's just well, the nature. My, uh, yeah, my grandma would always say, "Justin, come here, I want to talk to you about the karaoke." You know, she would do the karaoke <laughs> thing, and um, and I'm sure you have a karaoke machine in your house. Oh, growing we do. Up, of growing course, up. we do. Yeah. Yeah. Different incarnations. <laughs> exactly. I only have we too. <laughs> See? See, Johnny's late to this game. But, but <laughs> we, we both know. Yeah. I, I used to carry, carry around a little recorder, which is a karaoke recorder. Oh, oh look at that. That was in 1986. Oh, we weren't born yet. <laughs> oh, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> now I was born. <laughs> ouch. Anyway, the last thing that we want to talk about, that we always talk about in every show, yum, is yum, food. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, yeah. So the question that Yin always asks is Do you cook? Yes. Yeah, and will you cook for all of us? <laughs> I'm not that good at cook. <laughs> uh, so you know how to cook spam, right? <laughs> yes, I know how to cook spam. I can do that for you. I can cook you grilled cheese. Spam is an inside joke. A lot of Filipinos love eating spam with yes. rice, yes. with egg, with soy sauce, ketchup, with fried ketchup. rice, with, with ketchup. Yeah. So, so uh, tell us about what's your favorite Filipino food. Let's start that from that because uh, cl- what's your Filipino and Mexican food, favorite food? Classic, pancit. 
Oh, okay. I love pan seed. I know how to cook that very, very well. Okay, yeah. Very right, I'll, well. I'll try some of that. That would be really <laughs> good. Um, pan seed. I love pan seed. Um, and your, adobo, of course. And your Mexican? And my Mexican. Um, I, it could be anything. I, I love food in general. I'm, I'm like the farthest from a picky person. I don't know. I, I like wet burrito, tacos. So I was going to take him to Coco Bakery earlier today, oh. but you were late. <laughs> So you know, I was taking a, care of dragon boats. There's stuff. a silence, <laughs> so you know, with that, there's, there's an embarrassment. And Coco Bakery has always been very nice to us and give us food and such, you know. But I, I think he has to go check it out. So he, he, needs, so to. Fault. he needs to. He needs to. So fault. Yeah. <laughs> give him the out. address. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. I mean, I'm here until uh, Thursday, and I go back to LA. Oh, okay. That that's my um, your cue. No, I mean, I didn't know that you don't live here. <laughs> I don't live here anymore, yeah. I don't live here anymore. Oh, you don't? No, oh, I you used to. I, that. I, I thought you are still here. No, no. I'm visiting. I'm going to be a godfather. Oh, congratulations. So, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm going back to L.A. and going back to finishing up my film and um, having fun finishing up a TV show and uh, going back to work. I have a company, too, called Jake well, We're very honored to have you. And, uh, you know, we got to interview you while you're in town. Did yeah. we talk about his company yet? No, not yet, not yet. Okay. But um, leaving the food, dis- uh, leaving the food dis- discussions. <laughs> so you love uh, pancit and adobo. adobo. What yeah. kind of adobo are you, do you like? Because there's different the ways chicken, of cooking it. Chicken adobo. Like I don't the know. dry part with the sauce or with the, the sauce. Definitely with the sauce. With the sauce. Okay, yes, right. With the sauce, definitely with the sauce. And uh, but pancit and rice, I I can live with that. That's can, that's classic. That's the classic. Exactly. <laughs> pancit rice. You know how to cook it. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like it won't be that hard because it's like cooking pasta, right? No, no. no? I, mm, it, like it's, it's fast to cook. I could whip it. I would whip out a 16-ounce uh, noodle bag in like 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. But the key there is like, you know, you have to make sure that the noodles don't get overcooked. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. You, have, you dip it in boiling water for five, six minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you constantly stir it and make sure that the water is not too much. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to drown it. So it's kind of like pasta yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if it's not enough, then the noodles won't be soft. Yeah, almost like a perfection. Believe me, I, I, I failed so many times in this <laughs> dish, but I felt that, you uh-huh. know, I need to learn this dish yeah. because this is like classic. Exactly. You can't... I think all the Filipinos know pancit, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, talking about... Uh, Jenny mentioned your company. You have a company, production company? or uh, No, it's... Uh, I help actors. I uh, A lot of actors need acting reels nowadays. Um, so what I do is I shoot their scenes and I I do everything like a normal production does, a lot smaller production, and we create the scene for them. We we shoot the scene, we write the scene, we color it, we do the sound. And that's called acting reel? An acting reel, okay. exactly. So they can show it to agents and cast directors because some agents won't sign you unless you have an acting reel. Wow, interesting, so, yeah, really. So it's not just headshots anymore, so you need an acting reel. I don't know this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what is the most interesting <laughs> real. thing that really that you, you, you experience in my company yeah divas the, you get some divas <laughs> they think they're like high class and they're like, like where's my water at I'm oh like, like that yeah <laughs> like, now I can see why you're not working that much <laughs> just, just like, like you earlier where's my water <laughs> no yeah, not yeah. like that it's like him no. he is like a diva no, it's like snapping no. his fingers no, 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 <laughs> his tent entourage outside <laughs> waiting <laughs> I don't see his car outside, so he might be came here by the. I limo. was wondering why there's no car outside. <laughs> it might be a limo. <laughs> <Yeah>. A limo. 
<laughs> no, we parked in the street, so I wasn't sure if I should park there. Yeah, you can park. I know why he doesn't have a car. He's got his mom picking up. <laughs> that's, that's a Filipino style. His mom or his aunt. Exactly. That's exactly. a good one. Yeah. Exactly. So it is. <laughs> it is. That's so funny. <laughs> so what's the name of the company? Can, can an actor come to you? To yes, have it? yes. Uh, it's called Jig Real Studios. Um, it's uh, my initials, so it's J I G and then Real Studios. And you can check it out, jigrealstudios.com. And it's a fun little uh, company that helps actors pretty much get an acting reel. And pretty much all you have to do is show up and memorize the lines, and we shoot your scenes. So let's repeat the website again. Spell it out. It's uh, Jig Real Studios, which is J-I-G-R-E-E-L Studios, which is S-T-U-D-I-O-S. O-S? I almost do that again. That's com, right? Dot com. Wow, you can't remember your own website. I can't remember my own website. I'll do that again. Diva. Jig Real Studios. So it's J-I-G-R-E-E-L-S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot com. There you go. Yeah, I was dealing with like a little... Brain fart. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's uh, my company, and we, uh, as, you know, and the cool thing about that is that um, we're the only real company that has people that work in the industry. So there's a team of ten of us. Everyone in that industry is like someone from that even worked on Dragon's Throat. That's worked on like my buddy Aaron. He works on like Nelly. Um, he works on a big production. Um, you know, music videos and stuff like that. He does most of the music videos. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, and I have all the writers write for, you know, uh, they don't write, like, for networks, but they write for, like, uh, like independent films and stuff like that in shorts. How often do you visit uh, Cleveland? Um, I try to visit as much as I can. Um, I definitely do it every Christmas. Okay. Um, just to be with my family because be, I can't imagine having Christmas without snow. And, you know, I know, LA, I know. Because in here we celebrate the four seasons. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of friends in LA too. My high school okay. buddies are there also. Uh-huh. Almost all of them are there, and uh-huh. they keep telling me, "Why didn't you move here?" Well, yeah. I said, "Someone, someone needs to represent us in the East Coast." Plus, <laughs> there's four, there's four seasons. Here. Exactly, exactly. You deal with all of them. You know, you get the fall and the summer and all that. And um, what do you enjoy doing when you're in town? Like, what's your favorite restaurant to visit? Um. I have a family restaurant I go to. Um, I go there every time I'm here, which is the Cheetahs. Mm. That's my family restaurant. Really? Yes. That's uh, uh, West 117? West 117. Yeah. Yes, yes, my, I've been my there family. several times. Just, Do, yeah. My, my, my cousin now owns it, Eddie. Go oh, really? It. Yeah. It's my family restaurant. You guys can go there and say... What's and, a guy... So we know. <laughs> I, know, I, know I know a guy who is a pilot. He's a pilot? Yeah. And I think he said that he was part of Luchitas. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't go there that often to talk to everyone. I just know my family still is there. I don't I don't know if he's still there. Is he a I, chef? No, he's just a guy, the the owner's son, that's what, something like that that he said. The owner's son? Maybe it's Eddie. Does he... Eddie Eddie's not a pilot. That's, that's for sure. Eddie, I, Eddie, Eddie, there's Eddie, Adrian, and then uh, my uncle, Theo, uh... Jorge. It's one of them. I don't. I can't remember the name now because he, or maybe Dan. He he told me that he's a part of. He's relative of the Lochitas, uh-huh. and he goes there all the time. And he he's a part. Oh, Danny. Danny. Payjack. Yes. 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 My cousin. That's another cousin. I know him. He's yeah. my Facebook friend. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's okay, Danny. That's, that's my cousin. Small, small world. Though. Yeah, yes. very small that's, world. I'm, I'm going to be the godfather of his, of his ah, child. All right. Send yeah. him my regard. Oh, I will. Just talk to me. 
Oh wow, that's crazy! Yeah, he's uh, he's one of my uh, he's my cousin. He's um, he's also had an acting bug. He wanted to be an actor. Yes, he did. He did want to be an actor, and yeah. he did. And he even talked to me about that. And I guess he never really pursued it. And um, he... it's never too late to pursue anything you want. That's right. Anything. Yeah. Look yeah. at us. We're yeah. still doing the right thing. I'm old, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still an intern. <laughs> yes, you are. And uh, yeah, I've I've been we've been go I've been going to Luchitas for a very long time since I was in college. I well, went to a Cleveland State University. Oh, yeah. so, I used to go there a lot until uh, Jalapeno showed up. I don't know that 117th Street. There's uh, another Mexican restaurant <laughs> called Jalapeno. Is that new? Um, it's been, it's been there for a while, so okay. for a few years, okay. and because it's closer to my house, so I just go there more often and go to Luchitas. No, I go to Luchitas. Oh. It's better. <laughs> it's more authentic. It's a free. It's a free plug. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the food is good on the cheetah. I, I love it. I, mean, I, I go there for the, uh, it tastes authentic the Mexican. ground beef burritos and the chips perfect. and salsa. Yeah, that's yeah. what I really. I, I don't know what it is, but you know, I've I've eaten in, in a lot of Mexican because you know I like rice and yeah. Asians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I like luchitas. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys check it out. It's been there. It's part of us. It's part of the city. So, yes. Yes. It's been there for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, my family's restaurant. You know, Ray, Alex, my, which my dad is Ray. And uh, yeah, they're still there. They've been there for I think like over thirty years now. Yeah, I hope they they they're there for the next thirty more years. Yeah, that's thirty more <laughs> years, and you can see my cousin Eddie. He's still there, and um, yeah, they're, they're they're still working a lot. And did you uh, ever advertise them in your films? I actually I made a commercial for them. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, oh, I can okay. show you guys that commercial. I made a commercial for them, and um, Eddie Eddie paid me to do that, and I was I didn't think i was gonna make a real commercial and it looks legit and i loved it and we used a camera that was like that you probably would do like family videos on <laughs> and but what made it look nice is that you know i color corrected it. <laughs> i was waiting for you to say that <laughs> it makes it look better I'm, I'm did, becoming, you, did you paint it blue too yes i put blue in it <laughs> i'm becoming a believer now of this color correction witchcraft <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, look at some of his films. He was showing me like the before and after of one of the shots he edited, um, uh, Johnny, and it, it's a huge difference. It, you can see the difference. You can turn it on, turn it off, and you can totally see the difference. And it, it, those it, color corrections are sometimes shown on the extras. I think they. Sh I've seen that in The Godfather. Okay. Special edition of Godfather and Apocalypse. Now that they have, they showed the color correction. Yeah, they were okay. like doing. Oh really? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they, I'm pretty sure they do that. I think they do the split screen thing, and that's also how color colorists also show their reels. Yeah, is that they, they they show like the like the the half mark between the two color corrected. The yeah, raw yeah, those kinds. Because yeah. I think uh, Godfather too has some scenes from the early 1800s, early 1900s, yeah. and then the the tone, if I remember, is a little bit more uh, brownish yeah. or something Sophia like yeah. compared to the modern. Yeah, exactly. It looks nice, you know. It, it does and i think um i think if you're uh if you're a filmmaker and you want to show you know make it look professional looking um of course you have to know your lighting you have to know all the all the basics but definitely get looking into coloring and stuff like that um but i hope there's not too many because i'll start becoming broke yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what is the future what's the future for justin galindo do you have any uh projects or you want to tell listeners uh Going what back to, so before i'm sorry uh, dj 
Um, since you are a part of Luchita, can we go to have discount and have you? you oh, he ask? just said it earlier. I'll tell Eddie right now. I'll t- I'll text him after this, and I'll be like, "Hey, I just then we can promote them. I just promoted <laughs> you guys, so hook them up, and you know, at least give them some kind of like discount or something like that, yeah. and because they give you some promotion. Are we allowed to say this thing on radio? I'll edit it out. Okay. It's a payola thing. There is a Colombian Salvador, uh, Salvadorian restaurant all the way in uh, Lorraine. It's oh. actually really good. Hmm. Okay. So check it out. Cool, cool. But anyway. Yeah, so going back to uh, what, what's the feature for Justin Galindo, what, what feature projects should the uh, listeners uh, look forward to? Um, you should. I'm starting a feature. I'm making a thriller. Um, I, I promised myself Dragon's Throat would be the last short film I'll make. Oh, it's a short film. Uh, it's a short film, yes. Um, I did a lot of things I normally wouldn't do. I never, I used to never storyboard, but now I storyboard. And for the short film, did you? For the short film. Oh. I have an, a really good artist, um, and he storyboarded the whole entire film for me. I kind of like doing that to kind of, I, it, because not everyone's a visual person, so I, I use that. But I'm making a featured film, and uh, it's going to be very dark. And I'm using Dragon's Throat to pretty much pitch to producers and stuff like that, that this is what the film is going to look like. <laughs> and I'm even debating on filming out in Cleveland. And um, because I want that suburbia, rural, like darker kind of area, but I'm just worried... I'm just worried about the weather. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of areas like that here. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's you don't have to look long and hard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we're at the top of our hour now. So um, to our listeners, watch out for Justin Galindo. He's got a lot of projects um, in the can, or not in the can, but in the pipeline. And what are the websites again that we want our listeners to take note of? Um, you can uh, you can check out my web, my company called Jig Real Studios, which is you know Jig J I G Real Studios, and you can also, I guess you can follow me on Twitter. All right. So with that, uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye, folks. Bye, bye.